Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Faisig. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? Need a drink of bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing. And anything you need printed, that's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, this is episode 63, and uh, here we are sitting down um, with Caitlin Chow, right? Cho? Do you Chow. say Chow or Cho? Chow. <laughs> no, it's Chow. That'd be funny if it was. <laughs> uh, I forget who told me the other day. They were like, do you realize that the thing that you struggled with for so many years was food and eating, and now your last name is Chow? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like that's wow no i did not <laughs> no that's 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 uh that's ironic that's <laughs> that's alanis morrison right there well uh she is married to uh this hunk of a man named mike mm-hmm. and uh they they got married a couple years ago yeah living the dream living it living it <laughs> um so she uh coaches uh, various people in, in fitness um, she's, uh, does some nutrition coaching also, uh, has a lot of, uh, content, social media content, all about, uh, food and body image. Um, mainly a lot of it is on food shaming, which I think is a neat thing, um, that yeah. I've probably heard from you more than anybody else that I've seen. Yeah. Um, which is a thing, you know, in, in the health industry, but, uh, and then she did this weird thing that hopefully we'll talk about in a little bit, um, <laughs> is, uh, she broke away from caffeine oh yeah yeah I, I one mean, thing at a time <laughs> i watched i watched all the youtube videos on that and, and i still cannot get on board but i i think it's amazing and i think you're incredible for doing it but welcome anyways that's the longest intro probably we've had in, in forever um but yeah i'd love to hear about your journey you you yeah. do all these things and, and your life is is so centered around um, helping people and, uh, it, it seems, you know, specifically ladies, maybe you branch out in, in that, but, uh, um, the struggles that, that women have both in and out of the gym, um, yeah. that, that seems to be your focus. Um, so how, how did you get started in all this mess? Yeah. So fitness and nutrition definitely was not my focus always. Uh, and it really only has been the last five years. Mm-hmm. So I have been in and out of different fitness levels throughout my entire life. I did a little bit when I was younger with like group sports. And then I ran a lot on my own during high school. But for most of my life to me, fitness was actually bondage. So it's something that I did to almost make up for how much I was eating. Yeah, I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to look a certain way, but it was always about that specific goal in mind. And working out to me was to kind of undo what you did when you ate. Uh, That was my general perception. It's like when everybody comes and works out on Friday 
And they're like, this is just to get ahead of this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, isn't evil in and of itself, but it's just not a very healthy mindset to begin yeah. with. Yeah. And so throughout the course of many years, I struggled through eating disorder issues. I mean, I think all of my life I've really struggled with body image. I have stopped being surprised when other women tell me like, I'm so glad that that I found out that you have dealt with this because I have too. Um, it's just, it doesn't surprise me anymore. I think everyone yeah. deals with, to some degree, issues with the fact that they're not enough or their body's not enough or, sure, yeah. you know, just the relationship with food. It's easy to make a, a, a fitness decision one time a day. Maybe you work out once a day. Maybe you only work out three times a week. But you have to make decisions about food multiple times throughout the day. So, you, yeah, the you know, worst. if it's 10 to 15 minutes for every meal that you're making or eating, then that's at least an hour a day that you have dedicated to thinking about and mm. eating food. Mm-hmm. You just can't really escape it, and you need food to survive. Yeah, so it's shocking, isn't it? You, <laughs> like, you can't really get away from it. But it's so hard. Like, it for, for me in my life, it's caused me so much anxiety. Mm. And so, like, that, I think you're you're undercutting how much time we spend thinking about food. Because, yeah. like, leading up to, like, if I have a work lunch and it's out, then I'm obsessing, like, hours ahead of time mm-hmm. of what in the world am I going to eat? Is it going to be a good, you know, am I going to make a good choice? Like, all those things, you know, hashtag mm-hmm. goals. And, um <laughs> Um, it, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. stressful, stressful thing, um, to, to go into that for sure. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to make changes that you've never made before previously and all this is kind of a new world to you. And, um, I become, yeah, became super anxious about it. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to talk about that a little bit more later, but to finish <laughs> out, I, I, I am a classic seven, so I'm all about having fun and all about like doing all the things and talking yeah. about all the things. So if I go off on a rabbit trail, just pull me back. I'll try um, to not bring my seven wing into it because <laughs> I'm, I'm an eight with a seven wing. So oh, yeah. See, there great. you go. You understand a little bit. Yeah. Um, but to round out kind of my journey with fitness yeah. and nutrition is that back in, I think it was 2014, it was a, a January 1st resolution that me and my, he was then my fiance, uh, that we were going to try CrossFit. For one month, and if we liked it, we'd stick with it. If we hated it, we could just forget about it and go on to the next thing. I had done a few like free Saturday classes, just enough to kind of see like, oh, the people in here really get results, and it's fun, and it's a group thing. I had never done group fitness before in my life. I'd been to maybe a couple random like Zumba classes at the YMCA, but Mm. fitness was always something that I basically did alone. And so I thought, well, we'll we'll just give it a try. So whenever people knock – like January 1st resolutions, don't yeah. don't always knock that. That can be a very powerful thing. It can make you step outside of your comfort zone and try something new because that's what changed my life forever. It None sure, of my life yeah. now looks like it does without starting CrossFit. Mm. And so in 2014, that began. And for four years, I was just an athlete. When I first started, I did not think that I was a very fit person. I mean, I could barely lift a barbell. You should see videos from the first two years of me doing snatches. <laughs> it was so bad. So many times I'll coach people now and I'll be like, that looks beautiful. It may feel awkward to you, but if you could only see what I looked like at this point, you're doing awesome. (laughs) And so yeah, for four years, I just did that. I got fitter and fitter and I loved it. And I Mm -hmm. loved the group atmosphere. And it was one of those things of, you know, I loved it, but I didn't always like it. So I just learned after being consistent consistency is so powerful. Like day after day after day, I would show up because I knew that there was a group of people there at the same time that would be expecting me to be there and that they'd wonder where I was if I wasn't. So whether I felt like it or not, that's just something I learned to do. 
and uh, over the course of four years, you know, became uh, a competitor locally and just absolutely loved the process, yeah. even if I didn't always like it. <laughs> I think it's especially like new people when we were talking about Snatch specifically. Oh my like, gosh. People, I'm like, it takes years of work. Like the snatch is not something you pick up really easy. Like, yeah. It's just taking me so long. And I was like, you started like a few months ago. Like I know it's so much like, perspective you have to keep in mind. Years of work to put into that yeah. technical lift, and and nobody believes you in the beginning until like the <laughs> end. They're like, okay, I see. Yeah, I see but what I love is that it actually. You know, we, a lot of people, I think, go into CrossFit thinking, oh, I'm just going to see quick results because it's high intensity workouts. Um, The group atmosphere is fun and you're just lifting and you're not only doing cardio Mm -hmm. uh, training, but you're also doing strength training. And it's this beautiful blend of a bunch of different worlds that come together. But I love that it puts you in the mentality of being an athlete, even if you don't feel like you're Mm -hmm. there. So it's almost Mm -hmm. like you enter into this place where you don't expect that of yourself, but because you're doing certain movements, it almost puts you into that mindset of, okay, I need to get into this, this new mode here and I am strong and I can do this. Like it took me over a a year to get pull-ups, but, Mm -hmm. and the reason why I can snatch now is because I thought this thing is my enemy. Uh I will conquer this. And so for two years, all I did was like work on my snatches. That's awesome. Uh, And I was like, I hate this thing. I will beat this. Uh Um, but it just really forces you to like show up. Sure. And what yeah. I love is that you'll get results every single day you come in if you just give your best. Because mm-hmm. if you come in one day and you're not feeling so great, maybe you're 100% that day. It's really like a 50% effort. Right. And then maybe yeah. the next day, your 100% effort is a true 100%. Mm-hmm. But every single day, if you just come in and try and do your best, you're going to see huge results and you're going to yeah. continually grow. And that's where transformation happens mm-hmm. is when you're just constantly growing. Sure. Yeah. And, and that that growth changes along the way, yeah. uh, of course. You know, like uh, initially, it's very structural. Yeah. Like, you know, I want I want to lose fat, um, and and that's really all I'm interested in. And then along yeah. the way, you're like, well, I kind of like this muscle thing, and then I kind of like to be able to do that. And, yeah. then, and then you keep just adding to your list. And and I think that's one cool thing about CrossFit. I mean, mm-hmm. you never arrive to a point where you're like, you I've never arrive. You know, <laughs> it, it, so it's constantly working, yeah. constantly challenging. And so if you have any bit of competitiveness in you whatsoever. It's a beautiful mixture of like competition, but like mainly yeah. with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you can have friends that you can kind of compete against in there in, in a very fun way and loving way. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, that that's, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic thing. And so you, you, you went in on your new year's resolution. Mm-hmm. You, I, I know have stayed, yeah. What 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 about um old Mike? Did he did he give, <laughs> did he give the whole month or did... Yeah, so he actually did CrossFit for an entire year okay. and he transitioned out of one job that caused him to travel a lot. So yeah. I mean, especially now that he's freelance, 3 out of 4 weeks of the month he's pretty much gone. Yeah. If he's working, and that's it means an expensive he's gone. thing to not show up to. It is. And it's know? very hard especially when you're in a job where he's he's it's a very physical job, so he's constantly doing something and he has yeah. crazy hours. So after working uh, like a 14 hour day. He doesn't really want to go try and figure out something to do, (laughs) but every single person is so different. So I know that CrossFit is for some people and it's not for other people. But my thing that I tell him and I tell everyone is like, if this isn't for you, try this other thing because Mm -hmm. we should all be moving. We should all be healthy. Like our bodies were made to move. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so you just got to find what you love because if you're not passionate about it, there's a degree where you have to have a delight above the discipline. Discipline Mm -hmm. is essential. And sometimes it's going to take discipline and you're not going to feel delighted in what you're doing. But if it's only about discipline, 
you're either going to burn yourself out or you're just kind of in this rote pattern. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you can find a delight in something that will help carry you through those tough times. And so CrossFit was for me, that's yeah. something that I love. I love all the different elements that it brings mm-hmm. in. I love the gymnastics and the weight training and the running and the long distance and then the shorter workouts because mm. some things are my strength. And so I get to feel really good about those workouts yeah. when it's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. And then I yeah. also get challenged constantly because things are always outside of your comfort zone. Right. But I'm always acknowledging like that's not always for everyone. Sure, um, sure. I coach a lot of women that go to my church now. And for the past mm-hmm. two, we're coming up on three years this summer that I've been doing a workout gathering every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And so when they, I first started telling them like, oh, we're going to do a workout, I had to tell them what kind of workout we were doing because they thought it was going to be CrossFit. And they were like, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's okay. No. It's safe. It's just functional fitness. Yeah. And we're not so CrossFit. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think sometimes it can scare people away. And I'm like, yeah. it's for you wherever you're at. It's just learning to move in so different ways. Back in your story when you were talking about how you had issues with food or yeah. um, what, what what do you mean? Like what, what, what do food issues mean? So I can actually recall a time when I was experiencing loss. It was back in middle school and I had a teacher die. Mm. And that really threw me for a loop. Um, I'll be honest that I stopped believing in the the goodness of God for Mm, a while. And, you know, at such a young age, experiencing that loss, it was very close. I was just working through like, what does this mean for my life? What, what can I control? What can't I control? And I remember thinking food is something that I can control. And I actually, as a young girl wrote, had a calendar and I was like, today I'm going to eat one meal. Today I'm going to eat two meals. Today I'll have three. Today I'll have zero. And just being able to control that, it felt like something that was the only thing I really had a say over. I didn't get to say where I drove. I couldn't drive yet. I mean, there were really no choices I made in my own life Mm -hmm. except for that. So I remember bringing I would say, oh, I have to go do my homework, and I'd bring food up to my room, and I'd throw it away in the trash can, and I would hide that I didn't eat it. Yeah. And that didn't go on for very long, and it was fairly innocent, like nothing you know, crazy terrible happened from that. But that was a seed that was planted. So years later down the road, it ended up blossoming into a full-blown eating disorder, and it was very much about control for me. Yeah. Um, I was a raw vegan for three years. Wow. Uh, I know, which basically... <laughs> I mean, there would be days where I would come home and I would have a carton of tofu, and that was like the only protein source I had, yeah. other than some veggies, and I would just eat the raw tofu right oh, out of the box. And wow. now I'm like, mm, I just, mm-mm. Man, but um, that's kind it of was all about fear. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about fear for me, and so yeah. I was so afraid of all these other foods and what they meant mm-hmm. and what they would do to my body that I just stayed with this very small group of foods, and so it. to to the outside, some people are like, wow, you eat so healthy. You're eating all these vegetables. You're doing all this stuff, quote unquote, right. Um, But I was really bound up in all of that and I wasn't eating enough. So when I started CrossFit, one of the great things was that I was learning that what you eat can fuel your body. And so I wasn't eating enough. I wasn't recovering well. I knew that I wouldn't get strong if I didn't increase my protein Mm. and start Mm. to focus. I couldn't, I basically got to the point where I was like, I cannot afford to binge on this food and then throw it up when I need this in my body for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. It stopped being about what I looked like and it started being about what I could do. And it was almost Mm. like I finally, for the first time, had this positive goal that I could achieve instead of having to lose weight or look a different way. Instead of it being that negative light, it was all about, okay, well, I want to feel better. I want to be stronger. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to move well. I want to support my body and what it's doing. And so that forced me to not only eat a little bit more, but to pay attention to what I was eating and for what purpose. And that helped Mm. me heal. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, I even started off with like reintroducing whey proteins and it made me really sick for a while. And I would drink one because my body hadn't been used to processing uh, like, sure. you know, stuff yeah. like that for a long time. But I kind of got over that. And I, I mean, I still remember the first night where I ate a bite of meat and it was like, I just threw a party for myself because it was this huge <laughs> victory, even yeah, though it's such yeah. a small thing, because no, I knew huge, it wasn't yeah. about me. It was about all of this fear that I was keeping me bound up mm-hmm. and from making that step. Yeah. So I mean, I mean and that's, that's the way addictions and a lot of dark roads start, you know, mm, just trying to control yeah. and, a, and a lot of control, at least, um, with, with, with the majority of people is ultimately destruction. Yeah. And so you'll see guys who will burn everything down around them, relationships, um, workplaces. I mean, everything, um, because that's the control that they can have Yeah. because the things that they didn't don't have control over, they just want to burn it down. And, and the same thing can go internally. And so the fact that you were able to switch that mentality from control in terms of hurting, ultimately kind of hurting yourself into I am controlling what's going in me so that I can perform better and be better and be stronger and and last longer is, um, incredible. Yeah. But also (laughs) it's so great because as I have gone through the healing process, the Lord has taken me through different levels of deeper healing. And so after several, probably like the first nine months to a year of doing mm-hmm. CrossFit, I started to see how fitness, even though it looked healthier than it ever had, I was eating the right things. I was fueling. I was working out a lot. Everything seemed to be good on the outside. I was still, uh, I was still acting under the same bondage and measures of control. And so it started becoming a thing where I had to deal with that mentality of what mindset am I bringing to this? Because it looks like I'm doing all the right things. But if I missed a day or missed a class, missed a workout, Mm -hmm. it was, it was so scary for me that I almost like couldn't live life with any kind of freedom because I was Mm. petrified of what that would mean if I missed one workout. And that seems like a very silly thing. Like what would that mean? It would mean all is lost. Like you ate too much and you're worried about that? Like what? So what if you, you actually, if you actually lay it out, when you hear those, those thoughts that you know are lies or that seem like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel all of this fear? If I had actually sat down and written out, okay, what will actually happen if I miss today's workout? Yeah. I'm not going to instantly get fat. I'm not going to be unfit. It doesn't mean I'm lazy. It doesn't mean I'm scared. Yeah. Like it's just all the things you hear that I think you don't acknowledge the yeah. lies and say, this is the lie. Yeah. And you call it out. And sometimes just recognizing and becoming mm-hmm. aware of those things, when you bring that into the light, it loses all of its power. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, that was a whole nother process of, okay, now the things look healthier in my life, but what is the attitude that I'm bringing towards it? So yeah, it's yeah. definitely been like, I am healthier now than I have ever been, but it's been a process of just shedding one layer at a time and learning that it's the small things and doing those things consistently that mm. brings the greatest transformation. Yeah. That's incredible. Like, you know, and, and I hope you know what, like what a big deal that is. Like that's not an easy transition Mm-mm. and so many people never even get close to making that transition, you know? Um, and that's yeah. an incredible thing. And I'm sure it's something you have to constantly keep in check still today. I am always dealing with like the world tells us so many different things about this is what your body looks like. This is what it should look like. This is yeah. what food should be. Even on Instagram, you see what you think is a, a healthy meal. And I'm asking myself, why do I think that that's healthy? Why does this food yeah. make me feel this way when I eat it? So it's almost like there's so many 
belief systems we have about our bodies and food that every single time I sit down to a meal or I look in the mirror, I'm asking, why do I, why is this thought in my head? Why have Mm -hmm. I believed this? And so it's just breaking down things one at a time that you know aren't true. And I love it because the way that our minds are created and wired is that we can, even down to food marketing, we can see an ad and we can see a burger on there and Mm -hmm. we can think, oh, I'm hungry. I'll go get a burger. Because I saw it. So you go get a yeah. burger and you're like, wow, this made me really happy. So then the next time you see that same thing, you're like, oh my gosh, I want a burger. I remember last time that made me so happy. So you go back and get it. And then you've not only like had a thought, you've established a habit. <laughs> and then you uh-huh. go back and you basically like with that thought, you you confirm that thought. And if you do that a couple of times, it gets stored in that long-term memory and it turns into a belief system. Yeah. So I think it's such a beautiful thing because that's the way our brains are designed to work, but they can also be rewired by the grace of God because it can, you can think, well, how on earth do I get out of this whole negative mindset where all these things, maybe I believe a bunch of lies about myself. How do I, how do I get free from all that the world says that I'm supposed to look like or do yeah. or be? And it's just as simple as have a a different thought. So if, if the lie is that this food is going to make me unhealthy or that it's going to make me fat, then you just attack, attack that Mm -hmm. and say that your worth isn't based off of like this one meal. And if you will think that thought and then you'll think it again the next time and you'll say it out loud or you can write it down where you can see it. If you continue to just pursue those things that you know are true, um, then you can begin to actually change the things that you believe about yourself and just, make them more positive. It's just a process. Like mm-hmm. we want stuff to change overnight. It's all about what's the quickest way. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Even I think a lot of us, when we get into CrossFit, we're like, it's going to be quick fitness. Yes, but right. here I am five years <laughs> later and I'm like, well, I'm really not that fit. <laughs> uh, and so it's just, like I said, the small things and, and, and changing, like one thing I do for my virtual gym. So I love coaching the local classes, but right. I also love coaching women online because some women can't and don't want to come into a gym environment sure. or they can't pay for, you know, one-on-one training or big CrossFit classes. It's not mm-hmm. a cheap thing. I mean, I've had to change other things in my life to make sure financially that like this is my, this fitness is a huge priority for me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But one thing that I'm working through with them for this entire year in my virtual gym is every single two weeks, we have one habit that we're focusing on. And for example, last week it was eat until you're 80% full. So that may be a habit that just helps you to begin to become aware of how much am I eating? What is making me full? What types of food make me feel different? Mm -hmm. Um, When I eat till I think I'm 80% full, am I actually full? Like after 20 minutes, am I still hungry? If so, I can go eat more. But it's just that one small habit. And if you look at it, how many weeks, you know, in a year are there and we're doing it every two weeks. So now at the end of the year, the way we eat, the way we look at food and the way we fuel our bodies and the way, you know, food, yes, it's fuel, but it's also so much more. Mm-hmm. Our whole mind is going to be transformed around that because we just started with one small thing. If you went in today and you were like, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to stop eating sugar. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to start doing more protein. I'm going to start working out. How many of those things are actually going to be with you in six more weeks? Maybe one of them, mm-hmm. um, but if you will do one small change at a time, you got to think long term. It's just got to be sustainable, yeah. and I think we just overcomplicate it. And it's really simple. Sure. Like instead of going out and getting McDonald's tonight, like can I maybe make a little bit of a better choice and go get a frozen meal that's still quick, but maybe has a little bit more nutritional value. Yeah. And then once I'm eating frozen meals a lot, I thought they were healthy, but maybe I could go to the produce section and maybe mm-hmm. buy something that's fresh. 
You know, it's just, yeah. it's like little baby steps. We there need are, to value yeah. that more. I mean, you could just say no McDonald's, period. Just go to <laughs> Chick-fil-A. I mean, that would even be better. <laughs> it's you know, like, less. Like something. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, with Walmart even that has now Whole30 approved frozen meals. Yeah. Like, like you, you can do some things fairly reasonably easy and and click list is free there at walmart so you don't even have yes, to go in the store <laughs> you know <laughs> you ain't even um, gotta go but yeah there's 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 some boycotts that i have out there against the coley industry and mcdonald's specifically but anyways that's yeah. just me that's not you so let, that's let why me, i said mcdonald's not chick-fil-a because yeah. chick-fil-a is okay y'all <laughs> yeah that's that's jesus chicken right there that's all yep. right um so one one thing you said just a second ago was yeah. you were challenging people to eat um, this week or whatever or during two weeks. One of the challenges mm-hmm. you had was was eat till you're eighty percent full. Yeah. So here's the discussion at our house often. Ooh, yeah. So I have two girls uh-huh. um, and and a wife who, who's a girl, and then so <laughs> really <laughs> shockingly, me and her are different people. I know that sounds crazy. So. Um, she was talking to the girls one night, like on the way we were leaving a restaurant or something, and. Uh, she was like, you know, you just just stop when you're full. Like, you don't need to eat past being full. And uh, my oldest daughter chimes in, and she goes, "Oh yeah, that's why I just didn't didn't eat all my food tonight. I was I was done. I just walked away from it." And then I look back at my youngest daughter, who was just like me, <laughs> and I was like, "How about you? You you uh, did you eat? Stop when you get full?" She's like, "I don't I don't have that button." And I was like, "Me either." And, yeah. And she was like. I eat, and then my stomach hurts. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> like, me and you could eat until we're sick. Yeah. Like, w- there's no 80%. There's no, like, 90%. It's like, yeah. we're done when the food is gone. Like, yeah. <laughs> here's the platter of food that we're sharing. Well, great. My job now, in my mind, goes, we're this. done when it's empty. Yeah. Like, does <laughs> anybody else need anything else? Because I'm going <laughs> to finish this off. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, there's there's... Obviously, some DNA there because I've passed it down to to my youngest. But um, what about those people that don't have a switch in there that that goes, well, I'm 80% full or or full at all? Like, it's just like I'm ready to vomit and I regret all my choices (laughs) for the last 20 years. I don't know, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So, everyone is so unique and different. This is what makes nutrition and fitness coaching super fun and also super complicated sometimes because there's no one fix for anything. So if you're working, are you kidding me? I I know I can't lose weight (laughs) overnight and and one plan doesn't work for everybody. All you got to do is take this one pill done with this. This is too hard. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's just, where were I just lost my oh yeah so people who don't know people who don't have the 80% full button um we're all so different so some things are just going to be harder and some things are going to be easier for us so if it's someone like you that is part of establishing that habit is where do I think my Mm -hmm. full point is because there is definitely power in you acknowledging maybe I don't know where that is so you kind of test out like how much portion size do you need for your goals right and how, what makes you feel? Because you don't want to go around starving all the time. No, it's terrible. But it's so complex. That. So let's start there. Let's start with the mindset of like, where do I think is full for me? And then you work from there. But also, like, what types of things are you eating? So my little sister is just like you. She could literally eat from the time she wakes up till she goes to bed. And I don't think she'd ever hit full. Yeah. She would yeah. just hit like, okay, I have to stop eating because I have to go do something else now and then come back to eating. And so she got super disciplined. She's one of those still steel will type of people where she decided yeah. she wasn't going to eat sugar 
at all. So she didn't eat sugar for like a whole year. She was only going to eat certain things. I mean, we'll still go have family dinners. And she's like, oh, wait, hold on for me. I've got to pull my salmon and my roast broccoli out of the oven. And I'm like, girl, you can eat macaroni and cheese tonight. You'll be fine. But she just knows her limits. And so Uh she has to be extremely disciplined because that is not something that she naturally has. There's either on or there's off. But there's also differences in like how you eat. So she reacts very strongly to sugars and carbohydrates. Right. And so I told her, okay, well, since you're hungry, all the time, you've stalled in your weight loss, um, you're not feeling or recovering well, mm-hmm. she was running all the time, so I knew, like, I can't just tell her, oh, well, you need to eat a little bit more, because she would just eat until, yeah. you know, the world is over. Sure, sure. So for her, I was like, well, let's try adding in a little bit more fats, because maybe they'll help sustain mm-hmm. you longer. Mm-hmm. So she, I, I told her to start eating more Whole30-ish, just yeah. because it's a, a higher fat lower carb just because the carbs you're eating are primarily found in vegetables or, right. you know, whatever. So it's just, it's hard to overeat yeah. those types and of things. And in general, like just whole foods. Seriously. In general. Like Seriously. if there was one magic thing out there, in, in my opinion, like to start somewhere is like whole foods, like eat real, honest to goodness foods. Um, yeah. But, you know. Yeah. And so after doing that and on only, I know, and only doing (laughs) primarily her carbohydrates, her oats, like her fruits before a workout or when she wakes up in the morning, she's actually lost five pounds. Uh, Her skin is clear. She's having more energy, having better workouts and not hungry throughout Uh the day, which was a huge victory for her. So if you are feeling like you're stuck somewhere, you're not seeing results, something doesn't work for you, always be tweaking things. Yeah. Uh, even when you begin to stall, everything just needs to be changed. Your body is a living, changing organism. At no point are you exactly the same from one moment to another. No, so no, you no. just have to have grace on yourself and mm-hmm. know that I'm going to try my best today, but there's going to be things that just aren't perfect. Yeah. And if it was perfect, then it would be really boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and for me, I had to trust somebody else and say, yeah. here's, here's your caloric intake. Here's what I want you to eat at this meal at this time. And just trust And I was it. like, cool, because then I would just... Eat that. It would take five yeah. seconds or whatever. Like I eat really fast, and then I'm like <laughs> on to the next thing, you know. And I didn't have to think about it or, or worry about it. Um, that was one of the cool things I liked working. Um, I, I, I was with Jamie. And yeah, I'm still still with Jamie, but uh, and but he's like, constantly tweaking what you're eating. It's right. never like and one so, like, and I done. Could just text him on those like super anxious <laughs> times and be like, "I'm going this place. What do I get?" And he would just tell me exactly what I get. That's awesome. Um, and now you know, years later, I've I finally can make grown up decisions for myself. Some sometimes. Well, it was practice. Like you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't walk into a gym and think, "Well, why can't I clean 200 pounds?" Yeah, yeah. Well, because you haven't been working it's, the muscles. Yeah, it's so learning. when you learn mm-hmm. to eat certain foods or to practice certain habits, those are muscles that you have to form, Absolutely. and it's, you're only going to be formed by going in day after day mm-hmm. after day and practicing that. Yeah. Whether you go in and you have a crap performance, or whether you go in and you have a PR, like you went in consistently, and that's how you got there. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. You're right on, and and uh, and that's fantastic. We'll 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 take a little break and then come right back. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to 
pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. All right. All right. Welcome back to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. We just Still. had a nice long nap. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and a dance party. Yeah. And talked about just the elite coaching that we provide. Mm. Um, so all, all that being said about your, your background, changing your sister's life for, the, for, for better, <laughs> making her a better human, that's, that's now down in history as mm-hmm. you changing her life. That's what I do as a big sis. That's what I do. It's how I roll. <laughs> yeah. um, and so what are, you, what are you up to now? You have a lot of things going on and a lot of projects, um, which is why, you know, the whole reason I wanted to sit down with you not long ago and have coffee and just like try to catch up on what all you yeah. have going on because you're juggling a lot and spending a lot of plates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what are you kind of getting into these days? What are, you, what are you doing? So my big goal this year is to move full-time into health and fitness. That's mm-hmm. not always been the case. I've loved this. Last year I started coaching because I've been doing CrossFit for so long. I thought, well, what is the next natural evolution of my CrossFit journey? Yeah, sure. Uh, and then I also started coaching outside of that, doing stuff with my church group and just kind of beyond that and found that I really, really love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think your your miracle can often become your mission. And because I struggled with body image, with food, with working out for so many years that once I started finding freedom and healing in that, I just wanted to share that with others and help other yeah. people find freedom because I think it just hangs everyone up. Uh, and there's so many voices out there and there's just so much going on, especially with yeah. nutrition. I think if someone's not struggling with lack of motivation, they're definitely struggling with overwhelm of, of information out there. So sure. the natural evolution well, for me was just... information. Oh, too, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I just wanted to move in this area of coaching and just use my story to hopefully bring healing to other people as well. So what I do now is probably about 60% of that, but I also am, you know, you have to make money somehow. So I'm still doing a little bit of my freelance creative stuff. So I do website design and graphic design and some, some marketing and whatnot. But my, like I said, my goal this year is to be fully into health and fitness. So what that, yeah. So what that looks like is that I've actually been, I don't know if I should say this because it's in, it's really deep in the works right now. I've just started talking with one of my friend's dads who's been in Christian publishing for his whole life. So yeah. what we're working through is publishing a book that I've been working on for the past seven, eight years. Okay. And it's really about my story and about if you broke it down and, you know, without explaining it much, just how to overcome an eating disorder and, mm. you know, even just disordered patterns of thinking when it yeah, comes yeah. to food yeah. and your body, which to varying degrees, I think we all deal with a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all mental and emotional it is. things. It it's is. Not food just is not like, just physical. Stop eating this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a lot of baggage attached to it. There's Absolutely. a lot. Yeah. So basically how to find freedom throughout that journey. That's cool. So I've been working on that on the side, but also really just trying to hone in and do more coaching. So I've just started co- coaching at the new CrossFit gym, which I'm yeah. loving. And so I'm doing that, but also running the online virtual gyms for women. So if someone's not coming in and getting one-on-one or group coaching from me in person, Uh then I get to talk them through and coach virtually, basically. Yeah. So what does a virtual gym look like? Do you have the equipment? I'm (laughs) (laughs) sorry. It's just virtually there. Yeah. So it's like I can offer and provide programming, workouts, nutrition plans, meal, all all the essentials for what people need to be consistent. I have a towel and rubber bands and you would be like great now i know how to help you from yeah. there like do, or do you have like 
here's a minimum list of things that would be good for you to have a jump rope or, you know, whatever. So there's so many different programs that I can offer that it can be like, I'm a new mom and I don't know how to get moving again, Uh or I'm just moving for the first time, or I'm (laughs) an experienced mover. Wait till they start walking and you'll never stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe it's an experienced mover who's like, Hey, I'm traveling a lot now. I've got one girl from my, my older gym and she's, you know, like I'm constantly on the road and constantly busy. So I don't have time to be in my gym all the time. What can I do? So I I plugged her into this programming and it's been awesome. So I not only can provide like those, those tools, the things that, you know, on my end would normally take so long. I've got that provided Mm -hmm. already, Mm -hmm. but I also just love coaching and working through issues with people. So our relationship it is. And I think our best work as coaches is not done in creating a workout program or a Mm -hmm. meal plan for someone. It's in helping people get out of the stuck places that they're in. So we can give them all the materials and then say, okay, now what we're going to go through is this process of what can you do on your own? Is it okay? How are you feeling about this? Are you, if you're not overcoming, if you're not seeing growth, is that because Mm -hmm. we need to tweak the program? Is it because, you know, we need to tweak your mindset or just help you overcome whatever obstacle is in front of you and keeping you from maybe making these better food decisions or being consistent with the fitness. Cause like yeah. you said, it is so emotional and mental. I think there's obstacles that we're trying to, to get over even in my five years of being full time in my own health and fitness journey, yeah, sure. there's still a lot to overcome and a lot of new mindsets we have to adopt, but we can't adopt until we get rid of some of the old mindsets. So yeah. it's like just a whole thing. So I just, I have when such you a passion. Deal with the baggage, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and the availability that you are able to give somebody as a as a coach or or someone who's just walking along with them, you know, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. Um is, is invaluable, you know. It's helping them move forward. Like people who come and work out here here in my gym, um like we'll work out and then we sit around. Yeah. You know, and like talk while we're trying to catch our breath about life and what's going on yeah. and People so going powerful. through some big things, some people going through small things, but they're all things that need to be processed and worked through as opposed to just going, well, I'm just going to muscle on through and keep on going. Yeah. Um, which means, wow, okay, so you'll have a couple of weeks and then things will be worse. That sounds good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> or so, days. <laughs> it's so powerful coming in here and you being able to provide a space yeah. and the actual workout. But like you said, what's going to keep someone coming back was not that they had a great workout. It was that they got to experience life and freedom and community mm-hmm. within that environment. So that's just what I want to facilitate is this environment that, where yeah. freedom is the goal. And you know, it's great to have physique goals and it's okay to want to look a certain mm-hmm. way and want to eat and lose weight. But I think that you're just going to massively lose out if that's as far as you get with it. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can help create that community, whether in a physical location and environment or whether it's online, I mm-hmm. want to do both. And there's so many more people you can reach that way. And so many people that are just wandering and they don't have that, that you can think because this is my world and I've been in this for so long that, you know, that everybody has this to some degree, but there's so many people out there who don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, you know, you didn't know whether I spoke to men and women. I just find that I primarily speak to women, but the issues that we deal with are also what men deal with. It's yeah. just that there oh, yeah. is maybe dealt with in a different way, like the male female dynamic, but we're all struggling. We're yeah, all... in some ways, but you know, I think it's dealt with in the same ways almost. It's yeah. just, we just don't talk about it. Probably. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that was the whole reason I started my blog, yeah. you know, two and a half years ago was because there were no male voices willing to talk about or that were talking about it in an accessible way for just people. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, I started just writing about it. And the, one of the words that you keep talking about is freedom. Yeah. Um, and I would I would say I had no idea what that was until I experienced it. Yeah. Like if you would have told me, given me a brochure 
uh, of like, here, here's the journey you could go on and experience freedom. I would be like, that didn't mean anything to me yeah. until like I finally realized what that meant. And, and that transformed my life because I realized that all of the, um, like roadblocks or the walls that I'd put up in my life were all self-imposed, Yeah, you know, and, and, and I didn't realize that. And I didn't know what good felt like. I didn't know what freedom felt like. I didn't know what real life could feel like until I was dealing with my stuff and walking through this journey. Um, and, and so I think it's interesting, like when people who've experienced that say that, and, and for somebody on the outside, who's just going, I don't even know where the hell I am in this. Like, I feel pretty good. Like, I felt great as a guy that was 140 pounds heavier. But, like, I had friends. I had I dated attractive women. Like, I thought I was living the dream, yeah. you know? Like, I had the thing. <laughs> and uh, and I never knew what life could be like once I got in a more healthy place. Like, have I arrived? No. But, like, this journey has taken me on, in a place that the, the journey that you're talking about, mm. that you get to walk alongside predominantly women, yeah, <laughs> you know, is the same journey that, that guys are on that just are scared to talk about it or feel like that's weak or feel like that's not something that they're supposed to do. Um, but I, but I love that you keep talking about because that means it's real, you know, like the freedom is real. It's not like a, a concept or a talking point. Like it's something that you experience and you go, holy crap. I had no idea that life could be like this. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and I think that that's where a lot of people get hung up and miss, you know, cause they want the weight to come off. But what if you could experience freedom and, and a new life like you never dreamed of? And as a byproduct of that, you lost weight. Yeah. Like, like what if that was a thing? Okay. Yeah. Like, let's see if you're smoking crack or not. Like, let's, let's do some things, you know? Um, so I think it's wonderful. <clears throat> I, I love the words you're using and, and the, uh, the passion behind it. Well, it's so important, and you just reminded me that there was a time in my life when I didn't know what freedom meant, and I didn't know what that looked like, and I did not think that it was possible for me. So it's such a good reminder because I've been walking in freedom for so many years now Mm -hmm. that sometimes you forget what it's like to not live in freedom and what that even means to people. So I can throw out the word freedom and you're like, that means nothing to me because I don't even know what that is. I mean, there was a time when I was looking at getting married. It's getting real, real. <laughs> so just walk with me through this. But um, I remember just struggling so much with binge, binging and purging that mm-hmm. it was something that I almost couldn't control. Yeah. And there would be many weekends where I would not go home. Um, I still lived at home, but you know, I'd hang out at my friend's house on the weekend here in Nashville. I grew up in Murfreesboro. And I wouldn't even be able to go home because I was literally so afraid of sneaking into the pantry at night and just binging on everything I could find Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't even be able to go home and be with my family. And my husband was like, I don't want me to, I don't want to go out to the grocery store and buy cereal and come back and think that that would be a trigger for you or something that you can't control. And that was driving a wedge between us because that was a fear that he had. He didn't know how to really go about helping me. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to help myself. And I didn't, for a long, for the first several years of my eating disorder, I didn't even know what was going on. I was just like, "What's happening?" You know, I had yeah. no clarity of vision. I knew I didn't know what was going on or what to do about it. And mm-hmm. so, to look back and see that that is a place where I was, and I 
so seriously thought that I would never see food in a normal way again. I didn't mm-hmm. even know what normal meant. Right. I didn't yeah. know what normal yeah. food was, what a normal pattern of eating was. You just knew what I did a lot of was. eating by myself and in private. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just knew what I was experiencing and that was so the context around my mindset was so thick I couldn't see outside of that. Yeah. And so to have someone else come in and say, "Well, here's some freedom." I'd be like, "Well, what does that mean?" Mm-hmm. And so what freedom means is that no matter what weight you are, that you can look in the mirror and say, I am made whole and Mm. I am important and I am beautiful. And that whether there is a physique change that needs to happen there or not, the essence of who you are is okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that doesn't need to change. And that your weight doesn't define who you are as a person or what you're worth. If you're overweight, it doesn't mean that you're lazy. Mm -hmm. If you're underweight, it doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like everyone is so different that we want to place ourselves into a box of what we see. So, you know, we're going to talk in a second about the whole no caffeine thing, but it's so easy to see what other people are doing in life and think, oh, I need to do that because that looks healthy. But for me, that was right. And for you, it may be wrong. So often we'll see on Instagram, I will, I will literally be scrolling and be inspired by what someone else is doing or how they're running a group or how they're eating or how they're working out. And I'm like, oh, I need to do that. Mm -hmm. And then I catch myself and I'm like, no, Caitlin you thought this would have been an old mindset of this is healthy. I'll feel healthier once I do this. And now the new level of mindset is, wait, what she's doing is not my life. That's not, that's not mine. I don't need to adopt that and take on all the things that that means because she looks fit and healthy and like she's eating something good on her brightly, you know, lit, beautiful curated Instagram photo. There's such an easy adoption there that says what I'm doing is not enough and I need to be doing something different. And I think that looks what like she's doing, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Um, and that's not freedom. And it's either. also not an easy answer <laughs> because I can't say, well, what I'm doing is right for you or yeah, what they're doing yeah. is right for you. So it's hard for people to, I think, speak to that a lot because mm-hmm. it's not a, well, if this isn't the answer, then what is? Well, that's kind of a journey. So let's talk about what mm-hmm. this means for you right now, because what it means for you right now to walk into freedom is something different than what it means to you a year down the road. Because right Mm -hmm. now it may just be establishing what does freedom even look like? Like you have an inheritance that you get to walk up into and receive. And so I think so many of us don't even know what we're, what's, what's for us. Like what's the life that I'm supposed to live. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to not allow that to be defined by other people or our experiences or what we've seen from our families or that we've received through the genetics. Like there is so much we have to break through. And I know we started off having a conversation just about working out and it's gone so Mm -hmm. much deeper Mm -hmm. because it's all like this. It's just fit together. And when you start to peel away one layer, you're like, oh shoot, now there's 50 other layers (laughs) that we're dealing with. You deal with this. And then you're like, great, life is going to be great. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> something else bubbles to the surface, and you're like, well, crap, now I got to deal with that. And, and so, really, I mean, it's just like yeah. you're peeling away an onion or whatever metaphor you want to use, but like every, every step stonky. is something where you're you're working. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, it never becomes easy. Like I was I was thinking about when you're talking a second ago. Like one image that I have uh, of freedom now would would be like uh, eating a box of pop tarts in Kroger parking lot before I went home. Because, um, not because I was hungry, not because I wanted food. It was because I was stressed out because some somebody did something where I didn't. Uh, I probably did not succeed in the way I should have succeeded. Got in trouble for it, 
and took it personally as if my work defined me as a human being because I was so insecure with myself and so self-conscious about myself that I was like, you're worthless and you are terrible. Let's go put something down. Because you don't even respect yourself, yeah. Right. And so for me, freedom now is not sitting in Kroger parking lot eating a Pop-Tart box. Not like two Pop-Tarts that come in a package, like the box. Um, And then hiding that from my family. You know, know, throwing in the trash can before I come in or something. You know, something like that. Because I feel so good about who I am as a person and my uh, self-validation. Like... So that when work gets hard and someone goes, you let us down, you didn't, you didn't get to this in time, then I go, I'm sorry, I didn't make it. Mm. And then we move on and the next day is a new day, you know? Yeah. And and there's so many people that I experience in work, um, friends of mine that get in the same way and they have a different response. Like my response was food. It's always been my drug of choice. Yeah. You know, it's always been my go-to. And there's, is, is, um, you know, some... I wouldn't say worse than others, but uh, some are more self-harming than yeah. others, I guess you would say. But yeah, um, but that's an example of freedom, just like you were just talking about. Mm, you know, I love that. Um, so along this way, you find things that work for you. Yeah, is is the whole point of the way. My way is not going to be your way. Believe it or not, you probably don't eat the same calories and the same macros that I do. That would not work well. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so luckily I have a plan that works for me and you you have a plan that works for you. And then, like, one thing that really got me uh, focused on social stalking you um, was was the the whole, like, giving up caffeine thing, which led me down a rabbit hole of all the things that you're, you have your hands in, um, which is incredible and vast and all very amazing things that I look at and be like, I wish I was that, that good of a person and and I'm not there yet, but maybe one day. Um, but you, you, you needed to give up caffeine. Um, and so for, for me right now in, in the sit where I sit, um, when I go to the gym at 4.30 in the morning, I'm drinking a bang, which has about 300 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, then yeah. <laughs> after working out, I come home. That gives me heart palpitations. Yeah, yeah. And I might have some coffee. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll throw in, uh, uh, as a part of that, instead of egg whites, I might do some some protein, which is chike, which is a coffee blend with protein. <laughs> which is about another 300 oh milligrams of caffeine. And so by the time I've, I'm off to work, I'm, I'm easily in seven to 800 range of milligrams of caffeine. At work, I might have a cup of coffee or two, might have another bang in the afternoon. Um, but you like have broken out of this world that I live in and desperately cling to, maybe have a drug issue about. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that though. So, so you, what, what was your journey in all of this? So I want to attack two levels of this with you. And <laughs> in light of what I just went through? In light of what you just told me. In one, but it's not a problem, okay? I, I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> um, Probably not, actually. And so one is what there are things that are like beneficial and acceptable 
but they're not always both things. So, like, like I'm going to get reprimanded right here. This is well, neither like, beneficial or acceptable. I mean, honestly, just this is going to be something that happens the more you learn about your body. Yeah. If you start to think, okay, well, I want to get healthy, and you're freaking out because there are so many things you feel like you can't get a grasp on, mm-hmm. that's where grace comes in to say, yeah. it's okay right now. The only thing I know about is that I maybe need to start my day with protein. And yeah. that's the only thing you fix. Um you don't try to fix how much sugar you're eating. You don't try to fix, you know, the quality of the other food that you're eating. You start with that one habit. And as you build that and get some victory established in that area, then you can move on to another area. Yeah. So for me, the caffeine thing was a very, very like small percentage of what I may have been doing wrong, but I've been slowly fixing other things in my diet and my health and in my regular habits. And, you know, the reason why I go and eat certain foods and what those foods are that I'm eating, that this finally now is something that I'm dealing with because as I've learned more about my body and how foods make me feel and how I should be feeling, Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a problem that I needed to fix. And that was probably coming from caffeine, Mm -hmm. um, through years of, purging, I think I've done a lot of, a lot of damage to my esophagus and my throat. I remember I went to the doctor one time because I was having a lot of throat issues and he said, well, just stop throwing up. And I thought, wow, thank you. That's so heartfelt. That was so helpful. I'd never thought of that as a solution before to my problems. Stop. That's what you should do. Stop your practice. (laughs) That's that's like when you miss Uh a lift and they're like, you should do better. Thank you. Thank you. For that. That Thank you. It's... Not the revelation that I brilliant needed. insight. Yes, brilliant insight. Bad coaching. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so for me, I knew <laughs> okay. Well, coffee. Whenever I drink it, I feel number one like I'm addicted to it because when I wake up in the morning, I emotionally want it and I physically want it. I would get a mm. really bad headache if I did not have coffee by midday, like to the degree where I just had to stop doing everything because it's such a bad headache. And I knew that one of the priorities in my life at this point was to have freedom. And so being in bondage and attached and coffee lording over me like that didn't feel like freedom. So I thought, okay, this is the next thing we got to deal with. Um, But also like when I would wake up in the morning, I would drink coffee and then I'd almost feel foggy. And I would think, well, this is supposed to fix my problems, but I also, I feel alert, but I also feel foggy. And so- there, everyone's body is different. Again, it always comes back to that, the uniqueness. There are certain, certain hormones that maybe I have that you don't have, um, that are going to process. (laughs) Okay. Well, not like that too, (laughs) that are going to, they're just things in your body that maybe can process caffeine at a faster rate. And I do not have those things. So for me, caffeine was becoming toxic in my body. My Mm -hmm. body wasn't breaking that down and removing the things it didn't need. Yeah. But for you, maybe it is. And so you haven't seen the immediate, yeah, you haven't seen the immediate effects that I was feeling also. Um, I also used to use coffee as, I, I would hide behind that too whenever I was like binging and purging or not eating. I loved the uh, feeling of, I smoked for many years too. Okay. Um, that was another thing. I would smoke and I would like to drink coffee on an empty stomach. It would kind of make me queasy and then I wouldn't want to eat for hours after that. And so anything gotcha. that would keep me from eating, yeah. I wanted yeah. to do that. Sure. So I would drink tons of black coffee every day and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I was cross it really has changed my life because it's made me like some force me to stop doing some things. Yeah. Did um, you also drive a semi truck? <laughs> So I feel like that would that would fit into that quotient. Oh my gosh, okay. no! I've Sorry, got some stereotyping is bad, do. guys. Don't stereotype people. Um, I love but, our truck drivers. Yes, uh, but basically, I learned that okay, well, this is something that needs to happen. But for a year, I've been studying more about caffeine, the effects that it can have on your body, mm-hmm. the the pros, the cons, and 
So I knew that something needed to change, but I find that this always happens that as I begin to read and educate myself about what's healthier for my body, I've literally been in the bathtub before, like doing, you know, my deep research as I, I love to read books in the bath and I'm reading about like all this healthy stuff. And I'm like, man, the minute I get out of this bath, I'm about to go downstairs and eat some chocolate. Cause it's almost like this flesh thing of when you learn what maybe you should change, uh. you're like, this yeah. instant reaction of like, no, heck no. So I'm about to go eat some crap yeah. um, instead. We're and so sure I was literally, I was literally reading this book about how bad caffeine can be for you while I was drinking coffee. This happened for about a year, but I've come to the understanding Uh-oh. that oh, if I, terrible, huh? that no, no things are going to change long-term in my life yeah. unless there's a mindset shift that happens. And mm-hmm. so I thought, okay, I'm just going to trust that the more I learn, that the more I feel about how caffeine is affecting my body, that slowly but surely over the next several months, I know that my mind is going to to change. My beliefs about coffee and what it, how it's actually benefiting me yeah. is going to change. And so I'm not going to try to change all my behaviors right now. I'm going to try to change my mindset. Mm-hmm. So I know that looks flip, but actually now I finally come to the place where almost a year later from where I was introduced to a lot of this educational material, mm-hmm. I'm just now addressing the behaviors because I've been working for so many months on the mindset of why do I need coffee? Why does this make me feel good? Mm-hmm. Why do I, why do I go to this for comfort? Like some <laughs> Sometimes in the afternoon, I would drink coffee because I just wanted to feel like it was the morning time again, because the morning for me is a very peaceful time. The Uh, day hasn't run off without you. It's kind of calm and quiet. I still have control Mm -hmm. over the rest of my day and what's going to happen. So if I can drink coffee mid-afternoon when I feel like things are going awry, then it still makes me feel like the comfort that I feel in the mornings, you know? So so this just kind of came out of the introspection and saying, why do I go to coffee? Like when, when you start really working on your Mm -hmm. things, whatever Mm -hmm. they are, like in unpacking the emotional baggage associated with it, it's incredible what you find out in there. Wow. Though. (laughs) I mean, you're like, this is just coffee y'all. But I've all of a sudden, like I'm in Tuscany. Yeah. <laughs> sitting and like enjoying enjoying a cup. I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. You know, like yeah. but, but it's, it, that's what happens. It, it's a, it's that emotional and you know physical pull that you have associated with something. But that could be my challenge to everyone who's listening today, too, is like if you have something that you know you need to work on, instead of trying to address the behavior and control those external behaviors, start to address some of the mindset and the belief systems you have in place as to why you're doing those things. Because sometimes that can bring a little bit of extra oomph that helps you change it. And so for me, I also knew that I couldn't just say, okay, well, I'm not going to drink coffee ever again, because it's almost like that all or nothing. Well, now I'm it's such a big thing. I don't think mm-hmm. I can do that. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to wean myself off of coffee over this two-week period. I was reading about this off-the-bean program, so you watched all my videos yeah, on that. It was 14 days of getting off of caffeine without having headaches. So you basically, the, the ratio of regular coffee to herbal coffee, which has zero caffeine. Yeah. So uh, decaf still has a little bit of caffeine yeah, in it. it so I was doing mostly regular coffee and herbal coffee, so zero caffeine. And basically, your ratio just changes to where at the end of two weeks, you've now eliminated all that caffeine caffeine from your diet slowly. Yeah. Um, and tried to, you know, not deal with all the the headaches and the fogginess and the all the temperament, all the stuff oh, that can come yeah. with getting off of coffee and the habit too. You mean so the I thought, okay. Yes. So oh, oh. I thought, okay, well when I get when I get off of this and I'm no longer addicted physically to the coffee, yeah. then if I wanted to have coffee every morning, I'll just have a cup of decaf and that's fine. But I've actually found that I really love tea 
And I wasn't drinking tea just because I felt this emotional pull and habit of drinking coffee every morning. So Mm -hmm. even on days when I'd wake up and be like, oh, I don't really want coffee. Number one, I had to have it because if I didn't, I was going to have a headache. So I was bound to this thing. And number two, I was like, oh, I'll just have coffee instead. But like, I really love having black tea some mornings and that's okay. And if there's a point down the road where I'm like, I think I need to be doing zero caffeine because it maybe is affecting me in a way. I'll be more open to that. But I knew like, just work with where you're at Mm -hmm. and don't create this all or nothing line in the sand. Um, But there is also just a lot of, I think that you should be doing less caffeine. Me? Yeah. (laughs) I don't see why. Because there are, I mean, basically what you're doing is you're simulating a panic situation when you drink caffeine. That's why your body responds and reacts. Like let's envision, you know, like, our world is not cultured and doesn't exist like it does. And you're out in the jungle and the jungle cat comes at you and you're like, Oh my God, in order to live and survive, I have to run as fast as I can and jump up this tree. Speaking of tangent real quick. That is what's happening when you drink coffee. Did you see the runner and the cougar that story that came out this last week? No. The student in Colorado got attacked by a cougar and killed the thing and lived. Oh my God. It's amazing. This 80 pound cougar. This dude takes down. Dang. Fight, fight, so he's flight. the only he one fought. that can do it. Yeah, he, he can do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the fight or flight. So basically, what you do when you're drinking coffee is you're simulating that in your body. I love it. Which yeah. would be, it's a natural process in order for <laughs> us to like get up and get going and maybe like get out of the way of danger or jumpstart our mm. body and our energy levels. Yeah. But I think the problem is that we're overdoing coffee. So it's not that coffee is bad for you, but maybe you're overdoing it at some degree. And there's also other stresses in your life. So you're doing coffee on top of maybe having a stressful home atmosphere or maybe your job is stressful. So you've mm. got all these other stresses stressors on you and the stress of caffeine because caffeine is a stressor. So we're not saying right now that caffeine is evil, but there are healthier and less healthy habits. So if you're drinking a ton and experiencing any of these things I've been talking about, um, even for women, I mean, it can actually make, it can cause you to have PMS. Um, There's all kinds of different things in your body. It can cause... I couldn't even begin to list. I should have brought my book with like just some of the some things issues. that it can. Yeah. Um, check out my YouTube. I, 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 I yeah. Hashtag YouTube. Um, I've talked about some of those things yeah. that you just wouldn't think are associated with caffeine. So if something is happening in your body that you know, isn't fruitful, isn't healthy, then you just have to look at why is this happening and mm-hmm. what can I do about it to maybe eliminate something or increase something in my diet to make me feel better. Cause the goal is mm-hmm. to live in freedom and to feel better. Maybe my life's just so, so you don't have to give it up. Caffeine. Yeah. You don't have to give it up. Maybe you just change when you drink it or how much, or even just beginning to be open to the mindset of, well, if I'm drinking this all day, how does it make me feel? Is it helping? Like just asking those questions. You don't have to change anything, but just like awareness is so key. Yeah. What's funny is like, I haven't always drank this much caffeine. There are times I've drank more (laughs) Um, and there's times I've had way less, but like there's there's no noticeable difference. Yeah. Like to, to me, um, and I you may enjoy, be a freak of nature maybe. that like you could do all the caffeine and it's not affecting you in ways, but that may not be someone else's story. Right. And, and there was one, so there was one point in time where like, I thought I was having a heart attack once I drank oh, too much caffeine, but yeah. that was like years ago. Mm-hmm. I've, I've since built up my tolerance. <laughs> you um, were just a weakling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I enjoy drinking something on the way to go work out yeah. and, and I, 
and I don't want to make coffee in the morning. I would love yeah. a warm drink right now, but I'm just too yeah. lazy to do it. And so I'll just drink a bang or something. Like I have um, a cafe latte uh, protein shake in the morning. And so I love that yeah, I flavor. That. I don't want food. <laughs> I don't want food on my stomach. And I'm like, oh, well, here's some natural energy from all the things that's in that. And it kind of tastes like coffee, but maybe I don't want to be doing actual coffee. So this yeah. is a good substitute. That sounds like a great thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I just do it out of habit. And, yeah. You know, but for for me, I mean, like, I don't have great anxiety in my life. I don't have a great stressor um, because, and I think in large part because of the freedom that I've experienced, yeah. in, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, and totally. it's like, I don't get worked up about much anymore um, because I've recognized the fact that generally it has nothing to do with me personally. Yeah. You know, and so I can still stay out of things and help situations as opposed to getting in them and going... Well, I'm in this with you, and emotionally, we need to go have some lasagna or something. Like, yeah. let's just get through this, um, or, or cake, or you know. And you know, there. like, it just always goes back to we can talk about what's more or less healthy, but yeah, ultimately, yeah. you got to start listening to your body and becoming right. aware of what's happening because it's just. I but mean, it's like, like you were saying, like you identified a a crutch that you had. Yeah. You were dependent on that. Yeah. The first thing you woke up on. I mean, you literally listed things that if you picked up a pamphlet for AA, yeah. and it would say, "Are you, you know, thinking about this when you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning?" Yes. Are you, you know, like all the things you would have just checked that yeah. with caffeine. Like that yeah. is clearly something that that probably needs to be identified. Yeah. Um, whereas like I would go through that list and go, nah, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. if I need to move on, move on. Like I did pre-workouts, um, before that, which oh, is yeah. way worse. <laughs> um, and, oh, and I was just like, you know, I woke up one day, I was like, I feel like the chemicals that I'm putting in my body is probably going to have eventually a negative impact. So yeah. I'm just not going to have that anymore. Didn't the guy that owns started caffeine and kilos have a heart attack? Did he die from that? Oh, I feel like that I was a know. thing that happened, I and no I was idea. like, "Well, probably because." <laughs> I think Doctor Atkins did. Oh no, <laughs> that's not good for business. <laughs> I mean, they're still around, so I guess it, it does all right. But now they just call it keto. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, I digress. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the, the importance of identifying those things that that you might you know have bubble the surface, and yeah. you go, okay. This is an unhealthy relationship I have with X. Yeah. You know, whatever. In your place, so you it, was, it was coffee. Yeah. Um, and you documented that beautifully in these very cute YouTube videos that you made, <laughs> which I, I just sat there and watched and was like, this is incredible. Like, I feel like you spent all day on each video. Like, they were just so well done and, and cute. It was over Christmas break, so I had a couple hours. On yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I could do videos like that, but I I, I was don't. traveling and it was Christmas, and I was like, I didn't plan this out well because I want coffee more now than ever. Oh, yeah. Why did I make this choice? But it was ultimately the Probably right people time. People were drinking all around you, weren't they? Like, because you were in other people's houses, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, you went home or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I went to my yeah. husband's house. And- Ohio. Jeez, forget that. Oh, I know. Forget it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that will be the last thing I'll address in my life, I think, is caffeine. But it's not a big hang-up for you right now. No, it's not. You know, so there's other things to address. We can fix everything at once. Probably cocaine. I should probably address that. Oh, yeah. Well, i got to start doing it first, then I'll address it. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. We'll see. That's the way things go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's what I always talk about. We're just kidding, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I don't do any blow. I'm just just joking. I never have something weird about snoring. I wouldn't even do the pixie stick up my nose as a kid. Like, I I don't want anything going up my nose. Mm -mm. I'm weird like that. Don't feel good. No. I don't even like nose hairs when they go awry. (laughs) 
Anyways, so okay, so you have you have a book coming out. You have yeah. uh, online coaching, um, both nutrition mm-hmm. and fitness, yeah. and or or is it, I mean, it's kind of a package deal. It's or, both. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm actually pursuing my precision nutrition certification right now. Here, so. that's a very precise program. Yes. Puns are. I love it because one of the biggest things they talk about in the program is like, you know, food is so much more than fuel. It is fuel. We should know what it does to our bodies, especially if we're athletes. You know, you have a specific way that you have to eat for the way you're training and specific goals, and it's okay to know that Mm. while we're talking about always coming back to a place of balance in your life, there are going to be seasons where you are out of balance Mm. and have grace to know that that's okay too. Yeah. Because honestly, for a lot of competitive athletes, you cannot be super competitive and live a balanced lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's just not part of the -hmm. the game. Um, And so knowing what your purpose and your intention is there and that it's not a forever thing, that it's for this season, then you can really go all in and do the right things for that instead of just like being lackadaisical and just Mm -hmm. going with the flow. I've learned that that some seasons for me, I need to count macros and I need to get back on track and I need to be precise. Mm -hmm. And for some seasons, what freedom and balance looks like is that I need to eat pizza two nights a week and, you know, maybe have dessert at my mom's house on the weekend and like not care about that. Mm -hmm. But other seasons I need to cut out all sugar. And so that's also when it goes back to the danger of looking at what other people are doing and saying, Oh, this is health and I need to be doing this and Mm -hmm. I'm not. So I'm doing something wrong and I need to fix it. And if you, if any decision you are wanting to make, to get healthier, eat better, work out more, do something less. If that decision is being made out of guilt, guilt will never produce anything but fear and death. You mm. have to have a positive reason that you can like go after that thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll always fall back and come to that place of guilt. You'll you'll return to that. Just life can never be produced yeah. from that. Well, and something I always say is like you also can't do it for an external factor. Yeah. Like you can't make change because you want to live to see your kids get married and things like that. Like none of that. It's a good goal, it but it's not going to break down into what you do yeah, tomorrow like it, when you're craving something. It sounds and, wonderful, but it, it's not sustaining. Like, yeah. you know, I had kids and started making this journey. And the first time that I entered into this journey, it was because like I was desperately wanting to like live long enough to see, you know, see them. And, and like that, that only lasted a short term. Yeah. But since this time when I've like, I want to do it for me. Like, I want to see what I can do. I want to feel better. I want to change my life. Like, completely different. Completely different yeah. situation. And personalities are different, too. Yeah. I mean, I've got so many friends right now that are into the Enneagram. I only know I'm a 7 because they've told me I'm a 7. And I've taken the test, and they tell me what that means. Yeah. It's interesting because my yeah. personality is actually the most prone to addictions. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, I feel that in my life. Like, yeah. the way I consume media, food, the way I listen to music is obsessive. Uh-huh. And I will, like just eat or consume something until it's like dead and done. Yeah. And it's almost this addictive way that I like consume things. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, wow, that says so much. And also in the arena of fitness, uh, my friend Eric sent me this clip the other day of some guys talking on the podcast about Enneagrams and mm-hmm. why fitness is so important for sevens. And because my personality type is so prone to number one, not wanting to address or deal with deep emotions. Uh-huh. Like if something keeps me from just having fun and being full of life, I don't want it. And I try to hide from it. Um, and I'm also like very scattered a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm there and I'm up and I'm down and left and right. And you know, all over the place. Cause I'm just excited and having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little puppy to a lot of things. And yeah. I think people have said that about me before is they're like, you're just like a little excitable puppy. It's so cute. And I'm like, I can't help it. I just, if I'm in something, I'm like, I'm all in and I'm excited about it. But with fitness, when you're in a workout, I can't be distracted and 
broken in my mind about 19 different things. Yeah. All I can do is it makes me focus and zero in on the one task at hand. And there's something that is so peaceful and grounding to me mm-hmm. about that, yeah. that it's very therapeutic. Yeah. I but even as that. you were talking about like, you know, your personality type in, uh, in the way that you, what did you, what did you say just a second ago? What was the way that you said it? Oh, not, not, not making change for an external factor. Yeah, but making it for you. So for me, I have actually found that just doing it for me is not very motivating a lot of times, but I have such a passion to, to, to share and to lead and to like do things with and for others. Um, I get excited about engaging with other people that I've actually found that doing it for like one of the things that got me out of an abusive relationship when I was, uh, end of high school and beginning of college. I don't know why I was in this relationship. I grew up in a great loving, like godly household. I ended up with this guy that was, I know I just was walking in so much rebellion. He was very verbally abusive, a little bit physically abusive. And it was just, I mean, it, it ripped me up and down one side from the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was about to get kicked out of my house. And I saw in my mind my little baby brother and sister asking, why isn't Sissy here anymore? And that broke me so much that I was able to get out of that relationship mm-hmm. and move towards healing because I couldn't do it for me at the time. Sometimes yeah. you can't even do it for you. You yeah, have to start yeah. by doing it for someone else. It can jar you. Yeah. But I'm talking about long-term change. And I would even argue yeah. why you do it now for other people is because it's still for you. <laughs> yeah. Because probably. without doing that, you couldn't do that. Yeah, and so right. you have to be at a certain place yeah. where you are so that you can do other things. Yeah, you're right. You know? Um, yeah. And, and, you know, and I still think it jars. If it wasn't for that consciousness that I had at one point uh, many years ago that started uh-huh. this whole thing of you're dying and yeah. you're committing suicide slowly through what you're doing to your body. If it wasn't for that jarring of like, holy crap, your kids, your daughters are going to grow up without a dad and they're going to, um, every relationship that they have from that point on is going to be filling that void and you're setting them up for failure as well. If it wasn't for that jarring awareness, Man then I would have never made that change initially. Yeah. But for long-term success, um, yeah. it, it, it does not I sustain, you know, cause, yeah. cause now I got a teenager and I'm like, it might be better if I wasn't around. I'm <laughs> 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 no, oh, no. just joking. I wouldn't trade her for the world, but, um, but seriously, teenagers suck. Um, moving right along. Um, Sucks to be one. I know it does. It's, it's the hard. worst thing to go through. You will get over it. It's, it's going to get better. And it's the worst man. to watch. It's the worst to have in your house. Like there's nothing good about uh, middle school ever. <laughs> And you know you're just we're we're all it's except like, that it's temporary. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you have a newborn, like you're just surviving. Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden you have this 13 year old, and you have middle schoolers, and you're all of a sudden being like, okay, we're back to like survival. Just surviving. Like I just want to live to see the weekend. Oh, can gosh. we can we make it there? <laughs> um, but yeah, when are you going to your grandma's house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think your grandma hasn't seen you in a while. Maybe she can come pick you up. No, they're 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 actually wonderful, but. Um, but yeah, it, it's that jarring as a yeah. part, you know, but long-term success, you know, if you're not doing it for yourself, there's going to be many mornings that you wake up and be like, kids are sleeping. They don't care. Yeah. Or, you know, I've been married long enough. My wife's not going to leave me for someone else. You know, whatever, yeah. whatever thing you've told yourself of yeah. like, you know, I gotta, I gotta look better. I gotta get in shape because my spouse, you know, didn't marry this ugly blob or whatever, whatever yeah. you think it, you know? You're um, right. And I mean, when I was doing like 
even in CrossFit, I, my goal, I learned I, at some point, like a, a year and a half ago, it had to become, okay, I want to be healthier because I would try to, you know, clean up my eating. And I was like, I can eat pizza and donuts every single night and look the same because of how intensely I'm working out. Yeah. So obviously looking a certain way cannot fuel the goal of eating better <laughs> yeah. because it's not going to change. So my goal had to be, okay, I want to, I want to have more energy. Mm-hmm. I want to recover better because I wasn't recovering very well. Like yeah. it had to be those things that made me step up my game and cut out some of the sugar and put a little bit more effort into eating more whole foods again, like the way I knew I was supposed to be eating. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that was the first meal plan <laughs> I got from a CrossFit coach. One of the owners of the CrossFit uh-huh. box that I went to, it was like, it, it mattered my, my, I'm pretty sure he did say this uh, a couple of times to me. If you're eating good food, it doesn't really matter like how much you're eating to which I was like, that's fantastic. So if I'm like having grade A steaks and like lots of vegetables, of course, we're going to use butter. It's whole butter. So, it, you know, it's healthy. And then like, you know, whatever, you know, kind of thing. Like, But the goal was to be getting you to eat whole foods, right? I, I don't, I think the goal was to, to not worry or stress out about it, but yeah. I'm like, but you don't, but that was you're, level you're one. not looking at me. No, no, yeah. no. This was, this was advice he would give anybody and, okay. and he's a skinny fit guy. Like, and so <laughs> you if, you're, if you're telling somebody that's several hundred pounds overweight that they can eat whatever they want, as long as it's good food, like that's disastrous. Oh my God. You know, yeah. be, because we don't have an off switch. And so eating whole foods is not going to really matter, you know, because we're still eating, yeah. I don't know, 10,000 calories if we wanted to, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's just kind of funny, but like, you know, and I appreciate your, your individual, you know, kind of, kind of thought process and all that, that we've talked about and, and all yeah. that, because, you know, there's not a cookie cutter. There's not, you know, any CrossFit box that's going to go, yeah, we have a diet plan that everybody follows and, and here it is. Don't believe it. And if you go to a CrossFit <laughs> box, you got to have like your paleo people, your keto people, your, your whatever, like across the board, people doing whatever works for them, because that means you've actually spent enough time with your clients and with your people there to know them individually well enough to help support what they're doing and not just go, everybody here does paleo, you know? Well, okay. That's not necessarily for everybody. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, but well, anything else going on? You you have the YouTube videos. You have uh, a podcast with a friend that you do. Is that right? Do you, oh, do you yeah. About Coffee that? with Caroline and Caitlin. <laughs> so we just okay. hit a lot of topics, and we just want to bring truth to things that women maybe aren't talking about Yeah. Um, and really discussing at length and their health, faith, and fitness and That's how cool. all of that fits together. And Yeah. yeah. And so if you haven't uh, noticed, Caitlin's faith is, is really important to her. Yeah. Um, she brings it up a lot. No, I'm I mean, I really, I can't talk about my healing and where I'm at in life without talking about the Lord. Yeah. yeah. No, it, I mean, it, I can't do it. It's I've great. tried. I'm giving her a hard time I've about tried. it just because that's what I do. But, um, cause I'm a nine, I mean, an eight and a challenger. So that's what I do. Um, so yeah. Oh, 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 by the way, Enneagram stuff, just oh, real yeah. quick before, before we wrap things up uh-huh. was, have you, do you know what Mike is? Yes. He is a one with a very strong seven wing. I think that was it. Yeah. No, a strong nine wing. I'm okay, sorry. Okay. But it's like yeah. his, his, so when he gets all, challenged all to grow, yeah. he's in the seven arena, gotcha. which is, which is why we're such a great pair. Yeah. So have he, you gone on to like the Enneagram Institute and read what you two together 
looks like. I've read a little bit of stuff. I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's just neat stuff. Like I, I find it fascinating. Yeah. And I don't know that like I would put all my apples in that one basket and like box ourselves in. Well, it's not that. supposed but, to say this is who you are that you can't change. Right. But it's supposed to at least make you like I feel a little less guilty that I react to things certain ways because I'm yeah. like, oh, it's not that I'm a terrible person. Yeah. It's just that this is how my personality is designed to process. Uh-huh. Like it gives you the ability to kind of see outside of yourself a little bit. Yeah. To know why things are happening. Mm-hmm. And it just takes away some of the guilt of that. But it helps <laughs> helps you know like your partner who why you do what you do and why you've reacted that way. Yeah. And, and to me it was, it was wonderful. It, it helped me like when I do marriage counseling, um like I have people you just start there. Do that and go <laughs> This, let's look at how we react to each other. It's actually not you they're reacting to. It's who they are yeah. that they're reacting with, you know? So, for um, example, like so Mike cool. is very analytical and he does things perfectly. So, he'd rather do less and do them extremely well and thoroughly. Yeah, and I'd rather right. do more and just like have fun in the process. So, <laughs> yeah. for me, like, especially in Yours the pre. the journey, not the, I know, not the it's destination. The journey. Yeah. Um, he, we both kind of overflow a little bit into the same arenas. He went okay. to school for videography in photography originally. It's not right. what he does now. Um, he's way more technical in his job than that. But I do a little bit of it because I love being creative in different fields. Sure. And so yeah. the way I would edit a video is done pretty well. It's done better maybe than the average person who has no way knowledge. Way better than I could do. But like, I'm all about the process of having fun. So if I edit something, it may be a little janky. And he's like, why didn't you use this software and go through this process to do that? He's like, you should have done that in Photoshop, not in InDesign. And I'm like, yeah, but that would have taken way longer. And I'm just trying to have fun here. And so whenever he, I ask him for feedback on things, I have to be prepared for him to tell me the right way to do it. And he's not saying (laughs) at first for a long time, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to ask him because I'm just going to feel bad. That's right. Like, oh, you didn't do it good enough. And Mm -hmm. he's not saying you didn't do it good enough in his love for me. He wants what I do he knows my passion behind it, and he right. wants it to look as as good as it can, mm-hmm. and the process to flow and to be done right. Because to him, yeah, that is what he values, and I just value like getting it done, keep having fun, right? And yeah. so, you know, we've had to to learn through the process of even understanding that. That now I know when he says that to me, he's not demeaning me in the way that I did it and saying mm-hmm. you're not good because you didn't do it the right way. He's saying I love you so much, and I would love for it to be done this way because that's how he knows. So yeah, even cool. examples yeah. and how that fits together, I'm like, wow, it's so true. Yeah, it's really neat stuff, and you know, as long as you, as long as you don't get you know broken don't, down by it, but yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a hole for just sure. learning how lost. someone else reacts and interacts with people. Um, yeah frees you up as a couple or even people in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I know people that have staffs, but they all do it. So that, oh, yeah. I, I even know workplaces that put it on their door. Yeah. And like a corporate environment. Yeah. And totally. so like, if I'm in a good place, this is how I'm acting. If I'm in a bad place, <laughs> this is how I'm acting. So that like when you walk in and experience something, you, you, you know, you look at the door and be like, Oh, okay. Oh. All right. That wasn't me. That was have fun something five, else going on. I'll come back later. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if, you, if they're a four, just don't even go walk in there because they're probably oh. crying. You know, you just be like, okay, I can't deal with tears. I got to gotta go from over here. Yeah. I'm That's the worst. I, I should not work with a bunch of fours. I know that. Because I'm a challenger. Yeah. Naturally. And, and it's not, and fours would take that as you hate me mm-hmm. and you hate my work um, because I've, I'm emotionally invested in this. I've given it my all. And if yeah. you hate that, then that's a reflection on me. And yeah. all of a sudden, I'm not worth having in this job. I'm not. And it's just like. And as a four, it could bring freedom and healing to you. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Anyways, yeah, that's the, awesome. we are not doctorates in, in, in Enneagram, but you should We're check experts. it out. Um, 
because it is it is fascinating stuff. Yeah. Well, anything else going on? Because you d- don't quite sound like you have enough going on just yet. But uh, oh no, yeah, I have no? like ten okay. extra free minutes every day. That's, That's excessive. <laughs> yeah, just follow me on Instagram at Cross Training Babes. Oh, I don't even follow to, that one. Uh, yeah. I, I Maybe because sw- I'm not a cross trainer. No, babe. I switched my name. So you follow me. You, oh, you do follow me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cross training babes. Yeah, I'm trying to collect everything under like my one business name yeah. instead of having 19 different things. Because people are like, wow, I'm impressed. You have so much going on. But to me, sometimes that, that can that can be a weakness because I'm like, well, I'm not doing one thing excellently. You know, yeah. I'm doing 19 different things. I'm constantly scattered and it confuses people as to what I do. Like when we sat down to coffee, you were like, what do you even do? Yeah. I'm it confused. And I was fun. like, yeah, I'm trying to get over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love experiencing all the things. Okay. Just yeah. let me be. I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> just fun. Yeah. So I cross training babes. I'd love to connect with you and. And just talk and chat and be friends. <laughs> be my friend. Be my friend. So give her a follow. Check out what's going on and all the neat things that, that you can come to expect from her. Um, feel free to reach out to her. Um, the majority of people who listen to this podcast are ladies. So maybe they'd be super interested. Come on, girls. We're going to like have a party. I feel like it's for me, but it may be just for the amount of female guests we have on the show, which are mm. a lot. So, but... <laughs> Maybe they just like my voice. I don't think that's true. <laughs> oh, but anyways, hey, thanks for being here today and coming over and being Thank a part you. of the podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.